three years after One Beat, a new record label, Sub Pop, and maybe a bit more band cancelling, they are back with The Woods. And what an album. This album is a step away from most of what you've just been listening to. Of course, it's Corinne, Carrie and Janet, and you know that from the tone, the style and the message, but it's certainly so much heavier, denser, distorted, it's confident, and it's an absolutely storming album, in my opinion. They ditched John Goodmanson, and they headed over to Dave Friedman's gaff, who made his name from Flaming Lips and Mercury Rev with massive live drum sounds. I think you can hear that change right away from the opening track, The Fox. It's a storming opener, with Corin's voice towering over the already huge drum and guitar sounds. To me, it sounds like they just really had fun expressing themselves musically and experimented with an ode to classic rock. Every song thrashes around you. Even the softer of songs, Modern Girl, hits you with pounding drums at the end, piercing harmonica from vice and waves of distortion. It's safe to say there is a ton of rocking out. They go off, they come back, they go off again. And every time I listen to this album, I am still amazed by it sonically. And you can never second guess where the track is heading. The last two tracks on the record, Let's Call It Love and Nightlight, were actually played as one cut. And if you think that Let's Call It Love stands at an 11 minute number on its own, it kind of sets the tone, even though it's at the end, of how the album is. Um, It kicks off with glorious hooks, wailing by Corinne, who, might I say, is on top of her game on this record. Her voice leaves you breathless. Entertain was one of the two singles released from the record and is the song I really wish I had written. Pounding drums, which was so inspiring as a drummer. Direct vocals, it's hitting, it's also kind of danceable. And as the lyrics explain, if you're here because you want to be entertained, please go away. Perhaps an explanation of their feelings whilst making this pretty drastic change to their sound, I'd say. This album has real depth. It's not for the faint of heart, but our Sleater Kinney are in here, but with so much more intense jewels and epping rocking than you'd be expecting. Their finest album, in my opinion, and I never stop being blown away. After announcing their hiatus following the woods in 2006, there would be over a decade to wait before even a sniff of Sleater Kinney's musical return. Their statement, shared via Sub Pop, the only record that they released with the group, but who would stand with them in the coming years, thanked the fans and played their final show as a four in 2006 at Lollapalooza in Chicago. Of course, it's hardly like they went out on a whimper. For many fans and for Brownstein herself, their greatest album was their last one, The Woods. And it's not like they're reforming out of boredom since the 2005 release of The Woods. The separate members of Sleater Kinney have been occupied with tons of solo ventures. Tucker had released two albums with the Corin Tucker Band, while Brownstein and Vice had formed Wild Flag. Oh, what a band. Not to mention Brownstein's comedy series, Portlandia, and Weiss's work with bands such as Quasi and Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks. But then a decade later, mega fans everywhere were thrilled to hear that Sub Pop were celebrating with a remixed box set of all their beloved back catalogue on coloured vinyl, no less. Start Together then came to the surprise of pretty much everyone, apart from Sub Pop, who might have leaked the single a few days earlier, with 
tucked in amongst the rest of the records, a reunion launching no-label seven-inch single, Bury Our Friends. It blissfully combined the huge crunching riffs of the woods, but with a little more angst of the Dig Me Out era. And despite its macabre title, the aliveness of the band again is palpable. These days, most band reunions take place because of the huge financial rewards available and occasionally record company pressure. But for Sleetikini, this is the sound of necessity, of a beating heart of a band that never really went away. Of course, there's always the fear of the record and how it will perform alongside its staggering back catalogue, especially after a decade-long hiatus. But as Kitty Empire mused in The Observer, it was pretty much the most perfect comeback of recent years. The record came together then in the form of 2015 release, No Cities to Love, recorded secretly at tiny telephone studios in San Francisco, presumably so none of their friends or regular creative collaborators would know what they were up to in Portland. Open a price tag is a thunderous rant against consumerism with an opening riff that just reeks with the promise of something huge, literally like queuing in each member like the perfect orchestra with the fuzz-lined riff, the scattering drum beats and then those huge peaks Townsend windmills that we'd miss so much. These songs are taught and they're made to sing along as Surface Envy insists we win, we lose, only together do we break the rules, a brazen celebration of what it means for Sleater Kinney to be back. A standout record alone, but No Cities to Love also artfully sits in with their catalogue so naturally. One of the singles of the record, A New Wave, could read to some as the perfect pop anthem and ticket to timeless radio airplay for a long-standing love, but for me it oozes with decade-spanning friendship and the power of music of my own forays into writing choruses of indie tracks of my best friend and screaming them proudly on stage together. As Tucker and Brownstein sing in unison on the chorus, no outline will ever hold us. It's not a new wave, it's just you and me. And it always was. <laughs> 